uses the Triforce of Wisdom, Link. The evil wizard Ganon has the Triforce of Power. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And to kick off 2024, listeners, we are looking back at what was a very important show for me as a child, even though a very short one. We're looking back at the 1989 Legend of Zelda animated series. Now, before anybody writes in, we are aware that this is not really its own thing, okay? We are aware that this is part of the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. We talked about it briefly during the Super Mario Bros. Super Show as well, but... I don't know. I, I feel like this was important enough that like it deserved its own show, personally. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, I think because it, it is its own thing, and I, like if you look at, we've talked about many things that popped up, certainly in this country, they were on things like DJ Cat and Live and Kicking mm. and stuff, where there were shows within shows. This kind of has that thing. It's its own self-contained thing. It's fuck all to do with the, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, apart from the fact it's a Nintendo property, and it was an easy vehicle for it. Yeah, agreed. Um, it, it's you know, it, it it's it's narrative driven. It's nothing to do with the show. It's on. It's, you know, it might it, it could just be, uh, it could just have a continuity announcer in front of it instead of only Obama on it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's, and it does actually feel like, like you mentioned DJ Cat. You know, I, I think when we were discussing whether we should do this or not, um, in our WhatsApp group, I was saying, well, it's it's kind of like the sort of thing that you would get on like you know smtv or going live or live and kicking or any of those where you'd, you'd have these 15 minute cartoons yeah. interspersed in the middle of the show and that's kind of what this was for the super mario brothers super show like four days yeah. a week on the super mario brothers super show you had the super mario brothers cartoon and then one day a week you had a legend of zelda cartoon hmm. and you know personally those were the ones i looked forward to when we were getting this um but yeah we're aware that it's not technically its own thing but then we also feel like it kind of is its own thing and i don't think we really discussed it enough to because when we did super mario brothers super show all the way back like we're going back years it was in the very early stages of this podcast i mean we glossed over it we didn't really cover it at all we didn't know and we talked about it briefly when we did captain n as well because of course link and zelda do make an appearance uh during captain n but We've never really dived into the show, so we thought we'd kick off the new year. Let's let's do something we both want to do. So why not? Let's look back at the Legend of Zelda cartoon, and and yeah. I had all like I was fully intending to watch the entire run of this. Unfortunately, yeah, I didn't quite manage it. I've done about half the run because yeah, um, it is very short. Uh, but just life took over, uh, particularly you know over just coming out of the festive period with a particularly young uh, person in the house. It is yeah. like chaos here at the moment so yeah absolutely and i mean i, I was gutted because um that's how I, was, I was ill all over christmas so we pushed back a week to do this one because i was coughing and spluttering last week i may still cough and splutter over this tonight but i found the mute button on the microphone so we should be fine um but it, i remember making the comment to you well we've got an extra week so in theory we should be able to get through it all and we fucking haven't. jinxed it didn't i <laughs> Yeah, we haven't absolutely jinxed it because I think I I did about I think I done about I did, did about five or six in the end. Um, so but they're only thirteen episodes; they're only fifteen, sixteen minutes each. Um, but yeah, I think I got through about half of it. Yeah, I think I've done the same, which which is about normal for a show that we would watch. You know, we we normally yeah. do about three to four hours worth of a show so that we can, you know, give it a fair shake. We'll normally jump around through the seasons of a show or series of a show, whereas you know something like this that's short. I just thought, fuck it, it's kind of a mini-series, right? Let's dive through it. But unfortunately, I couldn't do that. Um, 
obviously we'll talk about this, this show a lot and we'll pull it apart but just you know not to bury the lead but i think it just in terms of the show itself i think i will go back and pick up the remaining like six seven episodes that i haven't watched i think i've enjoyed mm, yeah. it enough to do that um but in general this i don't know how to feel about this show i this one confuses <laughs> me greatly and and yes. actually i've done i've done a lot of research because again not much time but i did just kind of dip into the imdb reviews they're always entertaining and they're always a good yardstick um and, and this is a really polarizing show um which i'm not sure i understand i, I because i i actually think well i i think there's there's a lot going on in here there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad as well but i i think they kind of for me anyway it all evens itself out like the bad is really bad and the good is really yeah. good but they they're kind of in equal quantities so ultimately you end up with a show that's just like yeah it's fine uh, but yeah. there, there are people that fucking hate this and there are people that absolutely adore it. I've not seen anybody that's on an even keel, which is very much how I feel about it. So that's yeah. a strange one to start with. It, it was a bit odd. I had, I had a similar experience because, I mean, I remember this, um, that we've talked about this many times before, that we didn't have Sky or Cable or anything. So we only saw it when we, went, we were at my grandparents. And we used to go there on a Friday. So my parents would go out with my aunt and uncle. So we'd stay with my grandparents. And so we'd, we'd have them TV in the other room to ourselves, and my, my grand would be watching whatever she was watching. And this was one of those things that would be on, and we'd make you know, we'd make a point of watching it. Like when we were being dropped off, like, can we be there by whatever time it was so that we can make sure we watch it? Um, and yeah, like I, when this came up, I, th I think the conversation we had when we were trying to select an episode when we were talking last week was, we haven't done Zelda yet. Should we do that? Oh, fuck yeah. Mm. And that was it. That was that was, yeah. that was the, the length of that conversation. Um, and I, I remember thinking, right, okay, I remember it i remember um a lot of the character design um i remember i remember at the time when i watched it first not really understanding that there would be monsters that popped up and you'd never see them again mm. but they were monsters from the games and that was yeah. and so obviously not being that much younger i didn't really understand that. i was not watching it now i obviously picked up on that but it was like yeah okay it was fine and then i, I remember being really when we talked about it, I think yeah i i really remember liking this and i've come down and gone yeah, some of it's really good. Um, Link being a marauding fucking sex pest doesn't help. Um, I love Link. He's a fucking nuisance. I love him. I love him. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He's a sex pest. You're, you're exactly. But again, I feel like the, the counterbalance is there, right? Because Zelda is 100% in charge. And she is 100% oh, yeah, like, no, get fucked, Link. Like yeah. just you know, yes, maybe I will kiss you, but it will be on my own terms. So just yeah, and and, fuck and that's off. the balance you were talking about, and there is yeah, a lot of that. It's there. Like yes, he's a said, but I I feel like like I've talked on the show before. Like I've got a bit of a soft spot for a moronic, like muscle bound action hero. It, it it's a trope that I love, and like all right, Link isn't muscle bound here, but other than that, you may as well call him Gaston. Like yes. it's because he's he's a fucking idiotic action hero, and he's like a yeah. little bit rapey. But he's like he's just on the right side of it, isn't he? Because yes, mm. you're right. He's he's a sex pest. Like he's constantly nagging Zelda. He's constantly trying to get in her pants, but he he never actually crosses the line. Yeah. Like there is there is a line of respect, and they they definitely tow it. You know, mm. like he, he never. He never makes any sort of physical advance towards her. He's always just yeah. a little bit. I see. I mean, it's cringeworthy, isn't it? <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. But I kind of love it. I think it's I the second episode where she's is. she's sitting on a bed and he's just like, "Ooh, smoochy time!" and she dives at her and she just 
swats him away. Yeah, I mean, she's... And she, yeah, it's just... it's You look at the... That's just fucking ridiculous. It's the sort of thing a five-year-old would say. Yeah, but that's kind of it, isn't it? Is, is he is yeah. a, a, a moronic... And Yeah, I mean, we need to get into the characters. I, I don't know if this is... Yeah. We should talk around the show a bit first or whether we should dive into it because I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. But, um, yeah, I mean, fuck it. We're talking about it now. Yeah. Um, so we don't. It's not It's not like we have a set order or anything. Structure After eight years, people realise that. Us. <laughs> no, hell no. We're about as structured as the Legend of Zelda timeline. Um, in joke for you there, listeners. Uh, but it's relevant, right? Because I was, I was just about yeah. to say, like, the... I love Link here, right? And this was actually, you know, my my first exposure to the Legend of Zelda, right? So yeah, same. This this was who Link was to me for a very long time. Um, I remember being obsessed with this show. I, like, I really fucking loved this show as a kid. I, I really did. I really got into this. I was aware of the Zelda video games, but I hadn't played one. I didn't have a NES and seen one. So this, and I think I said the same thing with Super Mario Bros. Super Show as well. So this was like my my way in. And then, after I mean, this show had been running for quite a while by this point, but I remember going on a call out with my dad. My dad was a, an alarm engineer when I, when I was very young, um, so and, and my mum was a caterer, so she would work like quite long hours, and my dad would be on call out. So if he was looking after me because mum was in work, I would just wherever he was going, I would just have to go. There was just no two ways about it. And occasionally, you know, it, it would be fine and I could stay in the car because we'd be in a nice area or whatever, or it would just be a reset and he'd be in and out because, hey, 80s parenting. Um, but then, you know, sometimes it was going to be a longer job. And so I'd have to kind of go in with him. And it, that must yeah. have been fucking horrible for him as well. <laughs> like, oh, by oh, the God, way, yeah. I've brought this little fat kid. Um, he said, <laughs> like, can you feed him or something? Because, yeah. like, we, we used to have the same. Like, my, my dad would be on call. He was an engineer and he'd, he'd get called out to the weekend and he's like, Oh fuck! I've got the kids. Yeah. So, or it'd be like, right? Well, my brother would go to my gran, and I'll no, and I'd go with him. But I'd, I'd literally have to sit in the car in the car park in the steelworks in Petalford. So no security or fuck all at that yep. point. Yep, yep, yep. And I'd literally be sat in the car park outside the coal mine. I can remember this one day I was sat there watching all the trains come out. Yep. Thinking, where the fuck do they go? And I'm looking around, and obviously they just go off into the distance, and then another one comes out, and these things are no quarter of a mile long each. Yeah, and you're like, that's fucking amazing. Obviously, not realizing there's a big ass loop big around circle. the fucking side yeah. coming back in the other end, uh, because I was about five. Um, but yeah, I remember it fucking vividly. As you said, it was just what was done back then. It was just no, I just took him just in. Did, no, yeah. He's in the I, car, lock the door, leave the radio on, crack the window, he's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what didn't really help me was most of his clients were were actually pubs as well. So I'd be in like pub car parks at like half past eleven at <laughs> yeah. night with drunks spilling out everywhere. But he'd be like, yeah, whatever. It was the eighties. Nobody cared. Yeah, um, but I, fine. I specifically remember him go into a private job at someone's house. They must have been minted looking back on this now because I can even, I can vividly even, this is such a core memory for me. I can still see the house. Like it was, I couldn't tell you where it was. I was too young, but it was fucking detached. And I, I think I, private alarms as well at that time. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a fucking, like it's this detached house with a drive and a garage and everything. And like, I'm a kid from a fucking Valley's Terrace. I've never even seen a detached house at this point. I don't know if they fucking exist, right? I yeah. think you have a neighbor either side of you. I mean, we were an end so terrace. This is a fucking or, castle or something. Yeah, we were an end terrace so we were fucking elite do you know what i mean like that yeah, was we were, we were the same we were in terrace well. yeah so so to like to go to this detached house was fucking incredible right so anyway i'm in the drive and these people were, were lovely i still i still remember my dad must have said to this to this woman that i was in the car she's like no 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 bring him in he can play with my son bring him in so when i go and this fucking kid like i i'm probably i don't know i'm maybe 10 or 11 right at this point 
this kid must have been like 15 or 16 right so he would have been well within his rights to be like who the fuck is like get the fuck out like i do not want a child in it but anyway he had fucking everything right we went into their downstairs living room they had a fucking massive tv they had a vcr they had a betamax as well i still remember this vividly right and he had a nez and when i went in he was playing legend of zelda on the nez so his mum comes out with like a tray of squash and some biscuits and stuff and she, she goes to her son like give him a go and i'm like this is the best night of my fucking life like this poor kid must have been like who the fuck is this she's like no, no no give him a go so i've watched this thing on tv for probably like 18 months to two years at this point and, and all of a sudden i get to play the game and it blew my fucking mind like I, i've been a lifelong fan of the series ever since behind mario it, well, in fact, you could probably argue a case for this over Mario is my favorite video game series of all time. Um, so, but this was my first exposure to Link. And so yeah. then going and playing that game as well, Link didn't really have a character, right? And, and st- to be mm. fair, still doesn't. And that's kind of the point. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of neg on this because they're like, who's this fucking mouthy jerk? Because that's not Link. Yeah. Link never says anything. Like the whole point is he's a cipher for the player. He is your link into the world if you like that's the point um but then we get like we get to zelda 2 we get to adventure of link and he actually looks like the link from the cartoon like Mm. now we know that link has blonde hair and stuff and his little minish cap and what have you but then he's he's got like this brown hair it's a side scroll adventure game and he's and you could fully understand that that link would be this link from the cartoon yeah now that was fine, as I say, when he was my first exposure, and that's where I thought the character was, and that would carry me through, you know, until I get a Super Nintendo and start playing, you know, A Link to the Past, and then all of a sudden this character takes on a life of his own, and you realize that actually, no, this is a horrendous depiction of Link. <laughs> this is nothing, nothing at all like Link. But intrinsic to the series, I mean, I mean Zelda's about as fucking chaotic as Transformers with its timeline, right? Which, which is ironic, considering the whole series is about time. Um, but intrinsic to the series is the fact that you know Hyrule goes through these different ages and the hero of time and Zelda and everybody have different incarnations throughout these ages mm-hmm. and they get constantly reincarnated in different versions of the timeline as you know the personalities are all roughly the same but there's always a different look and that's how they always explain away yeah. a major change in a Zelda series it's like oh well it's a different branch of the timeline uh, I mean often- and that's fine if you're going to do it it's a kind of wacky excuse but it works and and it, it's just the only way you can continually i mean it's different now um because i think games are that advanced that you can and, and zelda itself has become such a franchise now that you can reinvent it in the way you know they've they've done recently with things like breath of the wild and and um and, and all the more, more recent games where it's completely different tonally as well yeah and i i think as an audience now in video games, we've grown up enough to understand that this is a franchise and we don't have to connect it to everything else but yeah you know, even as far back as 10 years ago, I mean, I, as I sit here, I've got my copy of Hyrule Astoria with me just in case it becomes relevant, right? So I've got, I don't know if any listeners are as nerdy about this shit as I am, but I don't know if you can see this, Mark. I have literally a fucking yeah. encyclopedia, essentially, of, of Zelda lore open in front of me. Now, this came out, I've got a first edition. This came out when Skyward Sword was launched. And at that point, so we're going back, what was Skyward Sword? I think that was about 10, 11 years ago now, maybe even more. Yeah, no maybe idea. more than that even. But at that point, there were one, two, I've got it in front of me here, three, four distinct versions of the timeline. And 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 eras. Right. So, you know, to be fair, the fact that, like, yeah, these characters maybe aren't the characters that people want them to be because they're not the characters they remember from mm. kind of the early 90s games or, you know, if, if they come to Breath of the Wild or something now or Tears of the Kingdom, they're not the characters they remember from that. But it's like they, they don't have to be. That's yeah. kind of the thing. That's kind of the beauty of this series is that they can be whatever they want to be. You know, and I think actually that's probably the most sensible way to do it because if you, if you try and if you look at things, you know, any sort of mass property where you try to keep a continuity, things like Star Trek, Star Wars, um, Marvel. Okay, I know, I know they've started branching timelines in, in the in the MCU and stuff like that. But if you're trying to keep any sort of continuity, it's ridiculously difficult to maintain that over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because I say you know, technology evolves and storytelling methods you know, evolve and things like that. So you you kind of have to go with it, otherwise you, you stop being relevant and. I say it's it's a fairly clunky, fairly lazy way of doing it, but by by saying look, different timeline, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It, and it, so it explains it away. Nobody has to think. Oh, if anybody doesn't like it, well, I just don't like that particular timeline. That's fine because it's still the same. You know, it's still Link in other fashion. It's it's still that that franchise. But if it's not the one you want, the next one might be. Yeah, and I mean that that's totally a thing. Even within the game franchise, people have their favorite iteration mm-hmm. of Link. I personally love The Link of Twilight Princess. It, it's a game that most people hate. It's one of the most derided of the franchise. I love it. I love The Link from that. I love the Zelda that appears in it at the end, who, incidentally, I think is the most reminiscent of the Zelda here. Um, and actually, in terms of their design, I think that's probably the closest you get. You know, But then you've got people who absolutely hate the cel-shaded style that was in Wind Waker. I loved that, you know? But then everybody's got their own version of Link and Zelda. And I think, yeah, you know, I, I'm able to, when I when I can say I love Link here, like I'm able to remove him from the Link that I play in a video game, right? Because, yeah. and, and I think that's key to this. And I think so many people that really have a problem with this show, I think are trying too hard to attach it to the franchise, yeah. okay? And and it's the same thing as like the Mario Brothers Super Show and the Mario Brothers movie. It's like at this at this point in history, we had no fucking idea how to adapt video games because they they had very little story, and Zelda was no exception. You know, yeah. when, when you look at the like every episode I've watched here, I think it's to their credit. They say I've watched I forget how many I've watched entirely, but I think it is five or six, right? And there's what did we say there was thirteen in total. 13. So, and like every episode, ultimately, they have to find a way to get, like, oh, here's Ganon's evil plan this week to steal the Triforce of Wisdom, right? And I think they actually do really well to get 13 separate stories out of that. Because in fairness, every episode I've watched so far, like, yes... Well, the first four are the fucking same. Well, yeah, but the the core concept is the same. And, like, Ganon's going to steal the Triforce. But they do well to build separate stories around that. You know, yeah. in the ones I've watched, you know, you've got the one where, like, the hero shows up, like, the the, yeah. the knight or whatever. So you've got the jealousy thing with Link. You've got the one yeah. where Link turns into a frog. You know, you've yeah. got all of these. So there are separate stories around it. And it would have been very easy to just go, yeah, well, he's going to steal a Triforce every week and Link's going to stop him every week. And look, yeah. there were cartoons of this era that were doing that. And they ran for a hell yeah. of a lot longer than 13 episodes Absolutely. as well. Looking at you, He-Man. Uh, but, you know, I, I, think, I think that's to their credit. So... What I'm kind of saying, listeners, if you're one of those people that hates this, just like just get off its dick a little bit, because like look at the task it was set, 
you know, mm. at this point, you had two 8-bit video games. And probably when it was being developed, there was only, only one, one out there in the wild, I would guess. You know, because this must yeah. have been developed after the first game, before the second one. I know certainly by the time this was out there in the public eye, Link's Adventure was, was out there. But, yeah. You know, it's, and and you can you know you can see that in the show as well. You know, with with the fucking master sword firing the laser bolts and stuff. Like it does, yeah. get, like in the Legend of Zelda, the first one. That's a thing. Like when you've got a full health bar, you can shoot fucking bolts from the master sword. Yeah. You don't really do it in any of the other games. So, but they utilize again. They managed to find a way to work that into this show, and they utilize it yeah. really well to avoid violence. Because, like, let's be fair, yeah. you can't have Link like actually chopping up monsters every week. Yeah, and it's the same with the, when um, Zelda and anybody else draws a bow. There's not an actual bolt that no. impales anybody. It's it's, you know, it's it's basically like a power thing. So as soon as it, it, it hits them, and they 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 um, disappear and get sent on. Um, transported wherever or um, mm. vaporized or whatever but again you don't have anybody being paled by fucking arrows because these things they're just yet them they're just yellow lines it's and bit, it's, it's a very stylized way of doing it it is that's exactly what it is isn't it it's stylized it's like look this is based on a video game and we know it's based on a video game so we're going to make it like the video game and we'll use the sound effects from it we'll take the music from it with mm. you know like yes they have to build a story around that but they don't shy away from it it's is very reminiscent of Captain N in that yeah. manner. It's just this, that it doesn't have the kind of metaverse that Captain N. Oh, I feel horrible saying metaverse. Ugh. Um, yeah. But it's it's what it is, right? Doesn't have that going for it in the way that Captain N did because he literally gets sucked into a video game. Yeah. Whereas here, we're in that world. These are stories being told in that world that Captain N gets sucked into. But yeah. it's following those video game rules. And I think, yeah, it's stylized. And as long as you tune into that, I think it does what it does incredibly well. I actually think the animation is not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's passable. Yeah, and the character designs, I think, are fucking excellent. Like, really genuinely excellent. And yes, they, they have the models from the game to base them on. But again, remember at this point, these models are going to be 8-bit sprites and drawings in instruction booklets. That's what yeah. they're working with. And I think it's interesting when you look actually, I mean, I, I'm i not trying to say this happened and, and I'm sure it didn't, but it's interesting when you look how many of the ideas and the designs here would later carry through to later actual games in the series. I mean, like I say, Zelda here certainly reminds me of the Zelda from Twilight Princess in a character uh, very much mm. and the way she's, you know, firing a bow and stuff to help Link out and she's this kind of kick-ass warrior and that Zelda would then follow on through into Skyward Sword and Hyrule Warriors as well. And then it, just the look of her, the colours she's wearing, the kind of, mm. the trousers and the boots is now very reminiscent um, of the Zelda that we see in Breath of the Wild and things like that. So, mm. So you can see that carrying through. And then Sprite as well. Yeah. Like, Navi didn't exist at the point that they were writing Sprite. So she is very reminiscent. I mean, she, I mean, she is basically Navi from um, from Ocarina of Time. It, it, that's, it's in everything but name. Yeah. But she came first. So it's like, I'm not saying that, you know, Nintendo ended up turning around and saying, oh, well, we'll take that from the cartoon. I'm sure they didn't. But it just shows that actually how on the wavelength this was, I yeah. think. Um, like um, they, they, I mean, I've, I've got to be honest. I mean, I so my exposure to the to the games and the franchise is a lot more limited than yours. Um, but what I have played, so I, I was picking out bits as I was watching this, thinking, 
oh, that comes up in that one. Mm. That no, so oh, that that no, certainly. Um, I think it's the third or fourth episode where there were monsters that we hadn't seen before, and I'm looking at them. I've seen them in a game. Yeah, and it's it's all this stuff. You're thinking, actually, yeah, this no, this, no. I don't know whether this this is considered canon or not, but actually, they've taken there are elements of this which have been carried forward into thirty years worth of games at this point. Yeah, they're very good at. And again, remember, this is from that era. That era. Era. I don't know where that fucking word came from. It's late. Um, this is from that era where these cartoons primarily were were advertising. Okay, that's what they were. Yeah. This was like make no bones about it. This and the entire Super Mario Bros. Super Show was a way to sell Nintendo consoles. Okay. Yeah. So they do a very good job of working in different monsters from the games every week, and they are all actual monsters in the game like every single yeah. one of them and I've, I've had great fun ticking them off you know when they show up like we get moblins we get bokoblins we get octoroks you know we get stalfos we get all of them like they yeah. and and they will name them when they show up it's, it's almost like when you it's, it's like watching transformers in that respect yeah. where a new transformer shows up and they will name them out loud just so you know yeah. who they are when you go to toys r us um, and it, so you know which one you want to buy next yeah and it's very much like that just so you can call back to the game um yeah. and, and they do that very well but it also i think what that does is is really help to build this world because yes, Ganon's the main villain, and yes, Ganon's the one behind the the ultimate plot every week. You know, when he always yeah. signs off with like, "I'm going to get you, Lincoln Zelda." You know, it's very, it's very Doctor Claw. Yeah, but he's not using the same henchman every week. So yeah. again, that helps those episodes feel a bit fresh because it isn't just Link fighting Moblins every week. Yeah, you know, it might be a Moblin one week, might be an Octorok the next week. It's it's different every time. Yeah. And it kind of again, it kind of had that sort of Power Rangers feel to it as well. Obviously, this came first, but again, it's a, it's your, it's your your classic monster of the week. You you have your starting your starting point where every week he's going to try and steal the the Triforce, but actually he's going to send off. I say the fucking I, I can't remember any of the names. But he's going to send off this one. He's going to send off that one because it's no, it's just a different big threat this week. It's just something else to um, and again something else to sell the game because if you didn't think the you know the octopus looked cool, actually they look all right. Yeah. Oh, if you didn't know, you didn't think the uh, the moblins look. It just gives you something else, doesn't it? And I think that there was, again, this was a fairly well used, um, well healed trope in the nineties, whereby that's what you had. You had your big bad, mm. and actually they were just sending off monster after monster after monster. And it's you know, again, it comes back to this type of show where um, you think, right, okay, well, yeah, we want to use the things that we've got in the game. Same with um, if you were doing a Mario show at the time, say, right, we've got. Um, Oh, fucking Tatango and things. So we'd say, right, those are our bosses, but these are our monsters. We've got our Goombas, we've got, no, we've got all these different things, but we want something di slightly different as well. And I think this did it really well. It led on to so many things, probably for about 10 years, mm. um, where that was just the standard. And whether it was animated or whether it was live action, it was that was the standard way of doing it. Yeah. And, and again, I, you know, I think to turn around then and criticize this show to say it's a bad adaption of the video game narrative which which i've seen a lot of mm. you know I, I think that's unfair because i think yeah when you when you're actually working all of this stuff in and using yeah. it as a weekly plot hook like you say and and tying it back to the merchandise i think you know at the time and and for it for a game that literally like the the plot at this point was as they lay it out in the opening like 10 seconds ganon's got the triforce of power he wants to steal the triforce of wisdom that's it. That's the yeah. 
that's the plot that's the plot of the of the games like the first yeah. game link literally has to get all the pieces of the triforce and assemble them that's that's it you know so yeah. it's it's not like it has this rich hit like if you were to make this now and of course yeah sony are apparently making a live action movie um you know if, if you were to make this now you have decades and decades of lore yeah. to base this on and you can almost cherry pick what you want and what you don't from the different eras of hyrule and the different branching timelines so there's loads you can do but at this time there wasn't it's like here's an evil wizard he wants the pieces of the triforce to assemble them to rule the kingdom link is going to stop him and he fires lasers from his sword that's it job done oh and there's a princess like that's that's it like that's all you've got so in fairness, like you've got to cut them some fucking slack here. Yeah, you... and I mean, like, realistically, you're probably talking as well that you had a game which that was his premise. You've got 13 versions of that game. Mm. Yeah, and then no, that 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 that's a lot of work. And so, yeah, I mean, I've 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 not done much digging online just because I haven't had a lot of time. But what I have seen, yeah, there's there's so many people. Ah, oh, this is shit. This isn't fuck. This isn't Zelda. This isn't this. This isn't now. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. Well. It's it's it needs to be its own thing. You can't, and it's we've talked about this lots of times with lots of different properties. That yes, okay, there's a link, no pun intended, you know, to another property, but it's never going to be the same thing. No. And you've got to you know. You look at you now. So we've talked about the various iterations of Transformers and Power Rangers and things like that. Yes, okay, they you no, know, it's still Transformers or Power Rangers or Zelda, but it's not always going to be the same. No, it's not always going to be the same thing because things have to evolve. Things have to be you no. Know, you can't just say right. Well, we're going to make no. We're going to make the game because nobody's going to watch that. No, because you've played the game. Exactly. So, so actually, pinning third, no, pinning out thirteen times. Going right. Well, this is the no, it's the core concept. This is what people like, but we need to make it different enough every week that they're going to keep tuning in. Because if it's the same every week, and I think the first four were very, very similar, mm. um, and after that they started changing a little bit. But if it's the same show every week, people are going to lose interest, even in a thirteen-week run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, just to roll back slightly on what you were saying there as well about, you know, people who already played the game and stuff, that was, you know, even now, that was my main criticism of The Last of Us last year. And, mm. and that is a phenomenal TV show, absolutely no doubt yeah. about it. It's it's excellent. I really enjoyed it. But going into that first episode, my whole attitude was, well, I know this story. And that, and yeah. that just perpetuated, and I couldn't help it. It just perpetuated all the way through the fucking show. Like, I know this story. They've adapted it well, so that was... faithfully that yeah. I watched it because it was good. Like, as a production, it was good. The performances were good. It looked expensive. It was shot well. Yeah. But I know that story. I've been told yeah. that story. Like, And, and that was always my big thing with it, is that what are they, how are they going to do it so that, A, it does justice to the original, but also... What's it going to add that we haven't already seen? Yeah, and you look at so many games now, especially the um, you look at the Naughty Dog games, like the, the the Uncharted games. They're so complete in their storytelling. Yes, if you're going to go off and make a movie of this or a TV show of this, it needs to add something. It needs to justify its existence, right? Yeah, and I think that that's what people are looking for here. And I think the biggest problem with with this this Zelda iteration is that. It doesn't have that, but that's because it's from fucking 1989. Yeah, and you, I... you didn't have the. It, it has this legacy to pin on now, mm. but at the time, I say it was one game with a fairly basic concept, yeah. and yeah, they, they they with the material they had, they did very well to spin it out. I think they did too, and I and I think actually, you know, based on on that, you know, if you judge it for its time, 
then I think actually it does bring something new to the table. It certainly brings a yeah, link. Definitely. It brings a link that we've never seen before, and it brings a character yeah. dynamic between Link and Zelda that's kind of there, but really never explored in any of the games up until very recently. It's not until Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the Kingdom that they even start to explore. Well, I guess maybe Wind Waker a little bit. But they don't really start to explore that potential romantic relationship between the two. And this is putting it front and centre. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it, it, it does. I, I think it's pretty ambitious for what it needed to be. And most yeah. of the time, I think it does execute that successfully. But like I said, there's also some really bad shit here as well. And we can't shy away from that. You know, like, yeah, Link is a bit of a sex pest. But it, again, I, I just think for the era like and I, you know again you've got to look at it in context i'm not trying to defend 80s attitudes by any stretch of the imagination mm. but for the era he's really fucking tame like he could be a lot oh, yeah, worse completely. And, and that sounds really bad as well doesn't it like he could be a lot worse so it's okay i don't mean it like that it's just yeah but i mean i, I get where you're coming from and like you look at i say this is we say this was 89 wasn't it mm. yeah so i mean yeah by by this point if you look at all the stuff that's sort of done very well no it's been very very commercially well received and and critically received in some cases as well so a lot of the john hughes stuff mm. um you go into yes. things like porkies and stuff like that you, you build characters like that where you've got these really wannabe alpha males mm. and yeah all of a sudden link looks very fucking tame yeah and it's but you know the, the attitude is there the uh no, obviously it's a kid it's a kid's show so they're not they can't they can't go down the, no, down too far down that rabbit hole but yeah, there's enough of the attitude that suggests actually, yeah, you've got you've got a character who is trying to be dominant, trying to be cool, trying to be aloof, but actually just wants to get his dick wet. Yeah, and, but and in, I, a, you know, in a in a kid show kind of way. But then you counter that with a very strong female character who's like, uh, "Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm a princess. Fuck off." She's incredible. Like she is the reason to watch this show now as, oh, as an definitely. adult. Like she's fucking phenomenal. Um, quite possibly my favorite depiction of the character if i'm being brutally honest um tetra notwithstanding but is tetra really zelda yes kind of anyway that that's a whole different story but yeah <laughs> she's brilliant she's out now the hmm. problem is that on occasion she does revert to type and again this yes. is the thing about how unbalanced it all is like generally if they're in a scrap she'll get the bow out and she will fucking kick ass and nine times out of yeah. ten she saves link not the other way around yeah but then the second a monster or something shows up, she reverts to type and becomes a screaming damsel in distress. And it's, yeah. why? 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 It's just, I don't understand. Yeah, there's no there's no need for it. And I think that this, it was one of the problems I had with it. And so then I've, I've, I've come into it and I've remembered what the show is, but not a lot about it, to be honest. So watching it, yeah, I, I got through half of it. And I was I was quite impressed. I'm thinking, actually, yeah, I don't know, this, this is really working. But every now and again, it's just, why the fuck has she done that? And, that's and similarly with Sprite, thing. Sprite has these sort of flip-flops as well every now and again. We're thinking, hang on, that's not really in keeping with what you've done in the last couple of episodes. Yeah, Sprite's a really troubling one, isn't she? Because on on the one hand, I mean, she's she's the she's the very, like, she's a clear-cut example of a trope that I absolutely hate. Because on the one hand, she is she is just literally there to worship the leading man. Yeah. Like, she she is just, she's a horrible, horrible trope. Um, yeah. She's barely a character. But then, like you say, occasionally then she she gets all Tinkerbell and actually gets quite spunky and starts to put a fight up and gets a bit of attitude and stuff. And yeah, 
you know, the, the potential for the dynamic between her, Link, and Zelda, and the potential for the mm. triangle there, again, like a Peter Tink-Wendy triangle, essentially, yeah, is, is great. But they, they seem to miss the mark all the time. Like, very rarely will she actually lean into the fact. Like, there's that whole episode where um, Link's turned into the frog. Yeah. And, and he needs to be willingly kissed by a princess. And Zelda's begrudgingly like, oh, well, yeah, okay then. If it's going to turn you back, yeah, of course will. I will. And then she gets waylaid. But then, you know, Sprite is like, oh, well, actually, yeah, I'm a princess because my dad was the king of the fairies. And he's like, well, ah, what? Yeah, Excuse- where'd that come where, from? Wh- hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, because you use character information that actually makes you, like, much more than just, yeah. you know, this this infatuated female hanging on to the lead. Like, she's, yeah. she's the female best friend, essentially, isn't she? Yeah. You know, but, oh, it, yeah, it, it's a horrible trope um like it and it's not executed well here um no so i don't like that but i do like zelda the majority of the time and i do Mm. like link the majority of the time and i love the relationship between the two of them i love the fact that she's just constantly knocking him back all the time Mm. and he constantly keeps moving forward it's it's funny like this this show is funny some of the one-liners are really good because link is such a snarky asshole about everything yes like I, I've seen him described as a whiny crybaby. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. But he's funny with it. So <laughs> it's fine. And and it's funny because it's the reverse of the trope. Again, I'm a, I'm a yeah. huge fan of this as a character archetype. I'm a huge fan of, you know, the all-conquering action hero who's actually just an idiotic bitch. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. I absolutely... It's always funny. It's never not entertaining. That's a personal preference thing, I guess. Yeah. But it works really well here. Um, so the show's funny. The characters are good. The stories are, yeah. like they, Passable. I mean, it's like you say, it, a lot of the time it's the same thing every week. But they they keep it interesting. It's interesting. Enough. Like yeah. the thing is, it's 15 minutes. Yes, so, that's, it, yeah. you know, by the time you've had two or three action sequences, the story really is just like, well, we've got to yeah, tie this action sequence to this action sequence, you know. Yeah. So you know it it goes by quickly enough that it's kind of inoffensive and it doesn't it doesn't bore you like some other shows yeah. would. But I think you know whilst we're whilst we're talking about Sprite and Zelda as well, I, I think just in general, we've got to address how fucking horny this show is because oh, God, it's yeah. it's a bit weird and this is something that made me feel go a bit like oh because it's like even just the the way they draw Zelda sometimes. Yeah. It's a little bit like, I mean, those trousers are all well, the very first time you see tight. Zelda. Yeah. The very first time you see her, um, Link is looking down from his tower and basically getting a great little shot yes. down his cleavage. Yeah, it goes straight down. And then there's a lot of shots from underneath as well with, with those very, very tight trousers. You yeah. know, there's, there's the constant innuendo. I mean, Sprite is basically naked with the split on that dress. Yeah. Like, and she's, you know, she's constantly just trying to get into Link's pants as well. Like, it's, I mean, it. it well, to be fair, the size, I should probably fly up his trouser leg. She probably could. Uh, I mean, she probably fly up his drainpipe. Japs eye, if she really, like, I mean, just saying. Um, it, but it, it just seems really weirdly horny in a way. And yeah. like, and, and in a front and center, almost aggressive way. Yeah. That a children's cartoon, I, I don't think I've seen a kid's cartoon 
just address things this head on like mm. like you know occasionally they can be a bit subversive you know and, and particularly some of the later cartoon network stuff would yeah. be you know you, you'd have some double entendres and stuff like that but this is just aggressively horny like yeah and, and it's not ashamed of it is it <laughs> like it's weird no it's yeah, really totally, weird. it's very strange it totally doesn't seem like it fits within this time period at all no, in terms of kids' TV, as it fits with you know, with your porkies and your fucking stuff like that, but doesn't fit within the no, the confines of what you're seeing in kids' TV. Yeah, I, it's just weird, and it and it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable if I'm honest, because I know it's a children's TV show. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this, this is odd. This is really fucking odd. Um, just, that's about the worst thing about it for me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also. Because it's more in the stylistic choices than anything else, like you say, the, the mm. shot on the top of the cleavage and the shot from underneath, I can kind of ignore it. I can see past it. I can never not see it, but I, I am yeah. able to compartmentalize it. And, and maybe other people can't, I don't know, but I am able to just go, yeah, okay, fine. You know, it's it's a bunch of sweaty old men in a room probably drawing these women. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's makes you feel uncomfortable but just look past it for the entertainment value i guess is what i'm saying um, yeah. because like i say the attitude towards these women is 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 then inverse of that they this you know yeah. zelda especially is, is fully in charge um weird what a weird weird dynamic this show has yeah it, it is bizarre in that I, I think that it's the one thing that i as you know, so I, I i got through half the half the run i will probably go back and watch the other half um but yeah it's just it's almost like it. It's almost sometimes. Sometimes you feel it's tr- like it's trying to subvert what's going on. It's trying to subvert what you, what your norms are. So yes. you look at your Super Mario Brothers cartoon. It's always about fucking rescuing Daisy, rescuing Peach. Mm. Whereas this is completely the other way around. This is fucking Zelda having to save Link again because he's made a fucking boneheaded decision. Yes, that's got him captured or got him in trouble, and she's got to go and save the day and save the fucking Triforce at the same time mm. because he's fucked it up. So you look at it from that perspective and you think, yeah, this is really good. This isn't what you expect from an 80s cartoon at all. But then, at the same time, you get that fucking, every now and again, that occasional damsel in distress. You get that um, very very suggestive drawing. You think, it doesn't really... The two I don't, don't know gel, what it do is. they? The two don't... And this is what I mean when I, when I said it, it leaves me feeling kind of weird and meeting in the middle where yeah. I'm going, yeah, it's okay. Because the good is really good, but then the bad is really bad. And the two kind of smash into each other head on yeah because you're right yeah, like, there, there are several points watching these episodes where i was i was pretty much applauding them i was like that is really fucking progressive for the 80s like the the, the yeah. attitudes towards like zelda as a strong female and stuff like it, it's really like you wouldn't expect it to see it in a cartoon of the late 80s at all like it would be at home maybe a decade later you know when we'd start yeah. to look at this stuff but, you know, we're still in the era of fucking Cheetah and April O'Neil and stuff here. So, yeah. you know, a character like Zelda is is pretty forward thinking. Yeah. But then, yeah, they, they instantly undo all of that hard work. Like, well, not even hard work. Like, they make it yeah. look easy. The character feels natural. Yeah. But then they go and sexualize her. And it's it's so odd. It's so, so strange. Yeah. And completely unnecessary. Yeah, this is the thing. The the, the the dynamic is fine as it is, you know, just with Link yeah. being a little bit creepy. Just and that's yeah. and that is all he is. He's just a bit of a creeper. 
and, uh, and yeah. she's she's fit for that so if if they could just leave it at that without getting really like sweaty palmed aggressively yeah yeah just grotty in places is what it is it's weirdly yeah, grotty that's a good word for it it is though isn't it that's what it feels like it's almost like it's a fucking yeah. roger corman thing at some point it just gets really grotty yeah. um, and that's unfortunate because otherwise i think everything here is good i think ganon's a really good villain as well again yeah. just i mean just lifted straight from the first game hmm. but he fits perfectly and and again the design lifted from the first game but based on an 8-bit sprite so they've had to elevate that design slightly and, I, and he looks very um, cool i thought that so the the, the, st- the styling on especially so this the way the um the face is lined and stuff i i got a very sort of strong thundercats sort of design off it yeah i can see that i can see that I, he always kind of reminds me of a skexy like he's, he's mm. got that kind of i don't know i i, I think again yeah, it's just the angular face and stuff but yeah he's he's really fucking cool monstrous mm. scary looking villain right yeah so so he's good as well you know the the bumbling king is good like everything is all the pieces are there and everything's working yeah. really really well it's just that they continually shoot themselves in the foot and they do it every episode it's not like they just yeah. occasionally go off on some weird horny sexual tangent they do it every fucking episode oh completely and sometimes it goes on for quite a while as well part of you've got to wonder is is it one of those things where like you know where you say what can we get away with this week? How much? How far can we push? This it? is what I'm saying. It, like, because you get those cartoons towards the end of the '90s, and especially like Cartoon Network knew what they were doing with this stuff as well. Yeah, they would deliberately try and be as subversive as possible, and yeah. they would try and work in like not graphically sexual content in the way that this almost is, but they'd get in a lot of double entendres and one-liners, and they'd be like, "How yeah. how far can we push this yeah. envelope? Yeah, how close that how, line? Can yeah, we get? how close can we get to the line without going over it?" Whereas here, yeah, it does. It does feel like they're doing that, but they're doing so they're trying it... to one up each other. It's like, well, if I if I've written this, what are you going to do to beat it? Yeah, but how are you going to better it? But it's so graphic, is the thing as well, because it's not just like yes, it's intrinsic in some of the stories, and yes, it's in the dialogue, but it's the actual drawings as well, yeah. and it's graphic about it, and you just like I. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this because then it is. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I haven't got. <clears throat> I haven't got that yet. But I'm wondering if, if by the end of the series they've got uh, they've given Zelda camel toe. I mean, she she's close to it, right? That's that's how yeah. tight those fucking trousers are. Like it's it's really that's the kind of level it's at. Yeah, and it's just weirdly pervy. It's really yeah, it weirdly really pervy. But in fairness, though, again. That's not exclusive to Zelda. There seems no, to be lingering shots of Link in the bath in almost every episode. Like he's like Geralt level Link in the bath with his <laughs> fucking feet and legs dangling out everywhere. You can practically see his anus. Like it's it's weird. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. Hot. I think I just it's broke really strange. <laughs> so I it, it just it's just so no. Country pictures of Anne Hesh in my head. But anyway, let's not let's not go down that route again. Yeah, yeah, let, let's not. Um, but it, yeah, so, so that's the worst part of it. Everything yeah, else, I, th- I think you're right. Everything else, I like. I, I genuinely, I like. I, it's it's entertaining. It's certainly better than the Super Mario Brothers cartoon. Oh fuck yes, it's absolutely definitely better than the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. 
So, you know, it, it's not better than Captain N. I'll be honest, Captain N was pretty no. fucking special. No, um, I'll agree with that. But I, I think it's just that tonally as well, like high fantasy cartoons at this time, like uh, and high fantasy is not my thing, right? Um, no. And that's kind of one of the reasons I like Zelda is it's not aggressively high fantasy. You know, it doesn't get really fucking Tolkien-esque or anything. Um, But high fantasy cartoons of this era did tend to, you know, they went more into that sort of heavy metal route, really, where it was big fucking dragons and lots of armor. And that's that's what they were. Whereas this does tend to just go more for the action adventure route. So tonally, it just works for me as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I... ultimately i think i like it but i just have to acknowledge that it's it has got some fucking problems some real fucking yeah. problems um yeah i mean it left as i i, I came out of, so I was, I was in here watching it last night the kids were watching something on the tv so i was in here and i came out of here having done like episodes five and six i think one again i don't know how i feel about this i'm enjoying it in bits but in other bits i'm really not and I'm th- i was th- sitting there thinking can i be asked to sit down and watch another seven episodes and the answer was no because it was late, and I, I, I had to sort the kids out and you know, sort my shit out for work and all the rest. Of it. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here for another two hours and do that. But I didn't come away thinking I'm bored or like I'm saying I'm not a fan of fantasy anyway. But I didn't come away thinking right, this is shit because it's got all fucking monsters and you know, swords and bows and arrows and shit like that. I, I came away thinking actually, yeah, I, I think I've enjoyed it. Mm. I haven't not enjoyed it, but I can't really say much stronger than that either way yeah that's exactly how i feel um the best thing about it and this is kind of a kind of a backhanded compliment really the best thing about it bar none is the soundtrack um mm. but that's because they're using the video game music i was gonna <laughs> say the soundscape is brilliant it's been a wait wait no you have the the, the punches and no, the, the, you, you get the um the, you get the same effects you get in the game and yeah you know, when he's, he's firing the bolts at the sword you get the same yeah, it's, it's all of that it's that's- and again, it just shows how easy it is to tie into this existing property. And for people thinking, well, this isn't Zelda, that's not Link. Well, actually, these are the things that tell you it is. Exactly. These little touches that they didn't have to fucking do. And it, those little actually, styli- they fit perfectly. Yeah, those little stylistic choices, like you say. Hmm. And and even down to like the opening credits, they play the Legend of Zelda theme over the opening credits. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, narrated. the story's narrated by Zelda. You know, long-term listeners know I'm a big fan of a prelude like that. And, and it, they yeah. do it perfectly. You know, you get the whole prologue about the Triforces and stuff, and it's behind... Uh, sorry, running behind that, you've got the main Legend of Zelda theme. And I'm sorry, there, you could play that theme under anything, and it instantly makes it sound exciting and heroic. It's just such mm. an amazing, yeah. sweeping score. Like, you yeah. could play The biggest that. problem I had was, was on the on the version we watched, I, could, I couldn't find it anywhere, even remotely legit, so I had to watch it on YouTube, is you had the, um, the, the Super Mario Brothers... Um, Super Show intro first. Uh, yeah, which kind of steps on the point. Kind of, of steps it. on it a bit, and then at the end, you don't get any any sort of um, Zelda esque credits. You get the fucking do the Mario thing at the end. Yeah, which which I think is kind of what it was anyway. But the but the opening to the show itself is the Legend of Zelda theme with yeah. Zelda giving you the whole prologue. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not actually sure how I'm going to edit the theme onto this episode because Zelda talks over the entire fucking thing, so it's not it's not easy to fade. So I'm either going to have to play the whole thing and risk a strike, um, or well, I mean, either well, way, we're not we're not doing shit on YouTube anyway. So fuck I guess either way, I risk a fucking strike anyway because otherwise I'll just I've, I've got all the game music just take some on static the CD underneath here, this, so, I'll, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just put that over instead. Um, I don't know. I'll work something out. Um, but 
yeah, they use they use all the music from the game. They use all yeah. the sound effects from the game, and it and it just really elevates it. And like I said, that that score, honestly, you could have the most mundane, rubbish action sequence ever, and that score will just elevate it. It sounds fucking mm. epic, particularly when it's played in an orchestral manner, like it is here. It sounds good when it's yeah. just bleeps and bloops and it's all digitized. Yeah. But when it's fully orchestrated, that score sounds fucking incredible. Um, so if nothing else, like every episode, I'm excited by that. I'm like, oh, cool, it's the Zelda theme. Like, you know, mm. you, you could literally play that under someone taking a dump and it would be heroic. Like, it's... Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look out for that content on our YouTube channel, listeners. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Yeah, this is why they don't want us on YouTube anymore. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, I, I don't... although it wouldn't be the worst thing on there, let's be fair. I mean, no, hell no, <laughs> not even close to it. Uh, but you know, that'd be that'd be a two strike affair probably for nudity <laughs> and the use of copyrighted music. So if you're gonna do I something, just do it from the waist up. So there's no nudity. It's fine. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we probably won't do that anyway. To be honest, no, we probably won't. Um, that's so... that's massive effort. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in general, I think that's where I am with it. You know, it, it's everything about it on a technical level. I think is good. I think the animation is passable. I think the character designs are fucking excellent. I think just the art style in general and the line work, I think, is yeah. fucking top notch. I really do. Especially like this. This wasn't expensive. I don't think. Probably the most no. expensive thing about it was the license. So I think for yeah, for what they would have been working with, it's top notch. Stylistically it absolutely nails what it should be like yeah those characters may be off but it it feels like zelda it, it does it feels yeah. like it's in hyrule you've got all the right sound effects you've got all the right villains you've got the music i think the characters are fucking great i honestly if if we get this live action zelda movie and it's these characters like or you know you'd have to tone them down a bit like for two hours yeah. link would definitely be grating but i'd be up for that <laughs> I, I would. I'd be up for seeing more of these characters. I'd be up for a reboot of this show right now, to be honest, with a better writing team. I, I, I'll spend some more time with these characters. I, I like mm, them a yeah. great deal. And I like the dynamic a great deal. So, all in all, I think I just kind of swing towards the positive with it. It's just that the negative yeah. is so uncomfortable. It's <laughs> the thing. It makes yeah. me feel so uncomfortable. That it really, that like, I can't recommend it and I can't honestly say I'm having a really good time watching it because I do always turn no. it off and just be a little bit like, ew. Like, that was yeah, a bit... that was, that's why I didn't get to the end because I was, I was worried if I sat down for another two hours and watched the rest of it, I was going to need a shower afterwards. Yeah, it's got that about it, hasn't it? It definitely Yeah, has. which is a shame because I said what it does well, it does really fucking well. Yeah, and and it's almost like even the stuff that makes us feel a bit icky about it, and I've said like it's because they, it's almost like they front load in it, but then they don't draw attention to it. I feel like if they if they fully committed and they went so they went for it so hard, no pun intended, that it almost became <laughs> kind of satire, then. Mm then i think it would work you know see like the recent netflix um translation of bastard for instance does that really well where it absolutely knows it is disgusting and it knows it <laughs> and so it doesn't hide from it it absolutely rams it down your throat at every opportunity and it's hilarious because you know it's a pastiche and they're taking the piss yeah but that's not what it is <laughs> 
this no. is this is genuinely a bunch of of horny dudes drawing females, and it's a bit, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit unseemly. A little bit. I bet there's a huge deviant art following for this show. Oh fuck yes! It's I be. can't. I'm too afraid to Google it. Yeah, I I, I can't. I don't want to know what's going to come up. I can't be doing it, but I bet there is a. Yeah, I mean, there probably is for like Legend of Zelda anyway. Yeah, never looked. But I bet specifically for these iterations of the characters, I bet there's a huge deviant art following. Like you, you just know so, it. Yeah. You know it. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's. I don't want. I don't want to find out though. So I'm not going to Google it. And listeners, please don't. Please send don't us send anything. it to us, listeners. No, we're not asking. Don't want for, to see it. We're not asking for it. We're really not. Um, no. <laughs> no, honest. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've kind of said all, all we've got to say, really. I think so, we? yeah. Because because the show is so short and it, there's so there's so little story <laughs> that we can unpack. You know, it, well, yeah, that's it. It it literally is like 15 minute episodes. There's only 13 of them, so you're only talking a couple of hours tops, and most yeah. of the stories are the same. The the majority of this show is in its characters, and I think we've covered them pretty extensively um we hmm. one thing we haven't talked about is the voice work actually which again i think is is really fucking good and way better than it yeah. needs to be um yeah way better than it needs to be in a cartoon of this ilk um, no yeah. no big names as such um but some very big performances but, yeah definitely um like i said that that link performance but for better or worse like i say i i like link but even the haters like for better or worse there is a there is a certain generation that that is etched into your brain. Excuse me, princess yeah. is just yeah. there, isn't it? Like that's, I mean, he says it about 10 times every fucking episode, so it should be. Yeah. But and just in case you don't catch it, it's in the, it's in the front loaded bit in the credits as well. It is. Yeah. But you know, and, and as catchphrases go, it's not the catchiest one, is it? But it's just, no, that delivery is so over the top. And Oh yeah, completely. You know, and, and, yeah, if that's not a good performance, I don't know what is. Like whether whether you like the character or not, you you can't deny. Nobody goes, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> like people no, either like this or right, fucking hate him. So yeah. you know that's that's credit to the performer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got nothing else to really add. I think we've uh, we, we've got quite a lot of mileage out of, uh, out of a show. As you say, it's three hours and change from. From start to finish. And we didn't actually go too far off topic either, save for a short no, segue really into eighties parenting. Um probably because we were talking about Legend of Zelda and I could I could do another ten hours on the series in general, listeners. So But he won't. We won't know because Mark doesn't know the series that well, so it would just be yes, me. Yes, I, I, I don't have the uh, prattling have the capability. on. Yeah, it would just be me prattling on. Um oh, sorry, I'm gonna put the kettle on, it's fine, you should talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just scream into the void for 10 hours if that's something you want listeners let us know <laughs> yeah i won't be here at that point I'll just, I'll just let it go maybe we just make mark play the games there you go maybe yeah and discuss no. them i'd let anyway so I find more fucking time in the week yeah i was gonna say try and find time to play like a fucking 40 hour video game on top of everything else yeah yeah it's fine don't need to work or eat or look after kids or anything. <laughs> no trivial things trivial things Damn. anyway um yeah as always i'd love to know what people think um because as as as, as you said it's so fucking polarizing this show mm. um yeah love to know where you come from this what your uh, what your recollections are if you remember it all or if you've come along with us for the ride and are now really intrigued um by all means have at it i can't tell you where to find it legitimately so you'd have to go to the uh 
the YouTube and uh, have a look on there because yeah, it's the only place I could find it. Um, but yeah, it's it's all there. Um, I certainly think it's worth a look. Um, but yeah, let's know what you think. Um, on Twitter at SMPDPod, uh, you can also go to our website ddpodcast.net where you can pick up our previous episodes and other shows as well. Um, wherever you get your podcasts from, subscribe, leave a message, back to as best we can. Until next time, see you later. Nice job, hero. Hey, excuse me, princess.